Alright, cool, that'll work. <laughs> no, I'm still not good at timing, but uh alright, well, welcome back to It's All Good Podcast. My name is Max and we have a guest on this episode today. This is episode number twenty-four. And if you didn't know already, I've had a couple guests from Toledo Creatives Group. Today we have another guest on the podcast. I'll let him introduce himself. He's a photographer and videographer. Uh, well, yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast, Daniel. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm Daniel Shadler. I'm from the Midwest in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, like I said, I do photo and film. A lot of my work right now is in weddings. Uh, I do a lot of commercial stuff on the side. I work with some uh, other companies for doing like uh, ribbon cutting ceremonies, a lot of random events. So I kind of just take take a lot of whatever comes in my way, but a lot of it right now is weddings. Sick, sick. Yeah, and that's. I think that's kind of like why we kind of clicked and uh in first place uh i met i met you through the toledo creatives group and when i heard about that i thought that was really cool and i think that's kind of what this whole podcast is about i like to have people on that do a very uh similar thing as myself and just to like to hear about other people's ways they kind of came about what they're doing and their start and what got them going because Oftentimes, I see a lot of threads of people being like, I don't know, is this my thing? I'm not sure. <laughs> so I think it's nice that there's that I can have this platform where you can kind of talk about how you came up with it and uh, where you're at with it and everything. So uh, it's really, really cool to hear that. So I'm going to be asking you a bunch of questions about that. So yeah, when did you first get started with all this? Uh, I think I started about five years ago now. I was in like a weird space in my life and I like didn't know what I was doing. I was in school and I didn't like kind of enjoy what I was doing at school. And I like, I, I just needed like a hobby to get me through. I needed like a good hobby. And I seen a lot of people in the area that like were doing cool stuff. And then like we were all at that time, Brian Wolfel, super huge at the time. He was like a big inspiration. Um, I know who that is. <laughs> everyone knows who he is. Good or bad, they know who he is. But <laughs> I, I mean, he has, he has a lot of talent for sure. And he definitely was like a very trendy but like he has, he does obviously have a lot of talent. Um, but like he lot inspired was him. He inspired me, and then there's a few people in the area as well that were like really inspiring. I was like, I just want to do this. I picked it up. I bought like a cheap um, Nikon D3400 like starter kit, and then I kind of just like fell in love with doing photo. And then I think like three years later, I started doing video. That's sick. So was that Nikon able to do video, or was that strictly photo at first? <sighs> I don't know if I ever really shot video on the Nikon, honestly. Because I, I had okay. it for a few years, and I eventually upgraded. I shoot Sony now. I have an A7R2 and A7III at the moment. Um, plan on upgrading from the A7R2. But I had the A7II for a while, and that's kind of when I started doing video. And I started right before the... I literally started right before the pandemic. I literally running into, like, a couple <laughs> local restaurants. I'm like, hey, can I, like, just shoot, like, a local... Like, just, like, a small little film for you for free. So I yeah. did that. And that was, like, my practice right before the pandemic hit. So. Oh wow, that's oh my goodness! Wait, so I'm gonna back. I'm gonna backtrack a little bit because this is a very hot question that people are. I get this question about ten times a day. Yeah. Uh, how much was that first camera that you bought? Oh god. Uh, well, I bought was like it like a, un, Was it under like five hundred? I want to say it was probably like six hundred, six fifty, but it had like a starter kit with it, and it was like so it was like uh -huh. a, you know the default lens, and it's just like it's all stuff that's honestly really useless. So if anyone is looking into buying a starter kit, I just don't recommend it. Because you will eventually <laughs> just replace all that gear. You're better off like spending the extra hundred dollars and just buying like one nice tripod than like a memory card you're never going to use, some filters you're never going to use, and everything else. 
Right, right. So that camera you got was good for you to get started, though, right? Like you uh -huh. said, you went out and shot stuff for people for free, and yeah. it kind of was like your little entry into stuff. Yeah, I did. I mean, good photos is good photos, you know. Uh, <laughs> video, yeah. I feel like, is a lot harder when it comes to camera hardware, but I think photo, like, lighting, it can help out so much. And, like, you know, I was, it would help since I was, like, shooting a lot at night, too, because I was doing the Brandon Wolfel style mm. that uh, if I would have had, like, a mirrorless camera at the time, but it did the job and I got some good photos, honestly. Like, I, like, I, I kind of killed it. I was a little trendier at the time, for sure. But, uh, uh -huh. Yeah, it did the job for photo. Video, I can't really speak much on video. I, I, I wouldn't recommend it because I don't think you could even shoot over like 1080p 60, maybe. For <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Pretty low quality. But I guess, I guess when it comes to it, you can post that kind of low quality on Instagram and no one's really going to notice it, right? Because you're I mean, just seeing it on a small screen. I mean, you true. notice it, right? But Yeah, but they also have like cameras that are basically like for like... um. Like for vloggers and stuff, I don't think people really vlog anymore. I feel like that fell out right. since the pandemic hit. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like they made cameras for vlogging that like are fairly cheap. They're around like that five hundred mark that come I think with a kit lens, I believe that was like decent. Yeah. That you can do all that with that would give you much better quality at this point. Mm -hmm. But I don't think so, anyone knows exactly what they're doing when they start out. <laughs> exactly. So kind of going off that, uh, what. And we'll get it. We're going to kind of cover, by the way, some we're going to get some technical stuff here. And then I'm going to talk about kind of how you got into uh, working more gigs and dive into that a little bit. So when did you realize you needed to upgrade? I mean, you kind of just said it, but like, what was the point where you're like, oh, shoot, I need this microphone. Oh, shoot. Like, I need this light, like this extra thing. When was that? Because I get that question all the time. People are like, well, why do you need that light? Or what's that? What's that for? <laughs> um so i upgraded i wasn't doing video when i upgraded uh right. i was only doing photos still i picked up the a7r2 a buddy of, i like i did a lot of stuff at low light and i just knew my camera would barely handle it and mm -hmm. i was really struggling and then a buddy of mine that i like hadn't even met yet was like hey man you can borrow my camera if you want it was the nicest gesture i think anyone's ever given me he's like hey man you can borrow <laughs> my like a7r2 if you just want to use it for like this wedding you're gonna shoot and i'm like i don't what? even know you so <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a wild thing that happened. I couldn't believe it. So uh, I kind of wow. tested that camera out and I taught, we took a few photos together. We hung out and then we, after that, I think, like I didn't, I didn't end up taking up on it cause I like didn't want to like, you know, the liability of whatever. What if I mess something sure. up? And, but I ended up like after we ended up hanging out and um, he let me, we like shot, he let me use his camera. We shot each other. We did some like exploring stuff. We ended up being like really good friends after that. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. And that made you realize that you needed to upgrade to a different camera? It was part of it. It just like, yeah, it's a lot faster. It's a lot smooth. You have a lot more ability. It's more It's more options. Like you can make, if you're like, I feel like if you're a hobbyist, you can make a starter camera work for sure. But mm -hmm. basically higher end cameras and higher end gear just give you more options. It's kind of how I like to look at it. Mm -hmm. Now, what's your opinion on like YouTube videos? Because oftentimes when I get this question, people are like, oh, well, I saw this YouTube video and like, I'm not sure. Maybe I should upgrade to this. And I, it sounds weird that I'm saying that, but I literally, I could probably open up my phone right now and find that question. Like people ask <laughs> that all the time. Um, what was your, what's your say on like watching YouTube videos to upgrade versus like firsthand experience of being like, all right, now I'm holding this camera. Like this is what I need. You know what I mean? I feel like that's such a weird subject. Cause like, obviously I like, yeah, I, said, it I like to view it as a toolkit and then you can like, you can say like you watch these YouTubers and they'll say like, Oh, you don't need a nice camera while they're shooting their YouTube videos on a red, 
Like, right. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, but they're not wrong, but like, you know, that red gives them the availability to easily, like ease of use in certain things and high quality. And it, it gives them a lot more options because they know what they're doing for sure. Right. Um, I think as a beginner, it's good to find out who's like, like, like anything, like a reputable source. So like, you sure. know, someone you're doing for it. It's hard. It's hard when you're starting out because you don't really know exactly what you're doing. Like you might say you want to do portraits but then a year down the road, you might not want to do portraits anymore. Right, right. So all, all gear has a purpose. Like I've spent well, $500 on gear I've used like for one specific niche of like video or stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right. Now that's that's another that's kind of another reason why I'm like stoked to have you on here too. Because a lot of people that I've had on have been like pretty focused on to one thing. Have been like videos my thing or photos mm-hmm. my thing. And I do think it's really cool that you do both uh, photo and video. And I'm wondering, uh, so how do you, I'm on top of asking for other people that need to know this, I'm wondering myself, like, how do you balance both? Because when I tried to do that at one point, oh my God, it was out of control. And I was like, I, there hit a point, not that I ever like focused in on photo, but it was like, if someone's like, oh, do you do photos? Like, sure. Why not? But now, like, I feel like if someone does that, I only do photos for like, there's like two people I'll shoot. For. Yeah. <laughs> I just gave it up entirely uh, unless I'm doing it for myself. So how do you like manage to balance both? And how has that like uh, kind of changed what you do in a sense? Like, is it, are you trying to balance both at once or is some, do you have more photo clients, more video clients kind of run me down on that? So I would say I have more video clients for sure. A lot of the weddings I do are mostly video too. It was just, I think there's a lot less people doing video. And I like, as someone who does both, I just think video takes a lot more time and it takes mm-hmm. a lot more, it takes a lot more gear. I know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if I want to say that because I know a lot of people who shoot very minimal and do an amazing job. Yeah. But I, I, I personally feel like it takes a lot of work. And I think photo for me gives me the ability to like process work faster. I might just be faster because I did photo for like three years more. So maybe yeah. I'm just quicker with it. But um, I think one thing is to never offer to do both by yourself because it's nearly impossible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can offer offer both but have someone else hired on to do one or the other. I would never – I think that's like a big thing when I like first started. People were like, how are you offering photo and video? And no one ever really told me. It's like you don't do it by yourself. It's You can do one <laughs> camera and a second camera or you can do it, but it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be enjoyable and it's not going to be – like the product's not going to be great either. It's going to miss one moment or another in one way. Uh-huh. So I always recommend like hiring someone else to do it, and then you just learn your stuff in post. Um, I think, yeah, kind of learning how what you do in post and like what you want to do with it is kind of important. I, I, I like to do photo more personally. Mm. Uh, I am trying to brand a little more this year into getting more into mostly photo, mm. but uh, a lot of my work is video because there's just a higher need for it. I would agree. I'd agree with that. And I think photo, it's very easy for people to take like a nice photo, especially on like their iPhone now mm-hmm. with like the features and stuff like that. Not to say that photo is useless at all, because it's very useful, especially no, when it comes no, to like no. weddings and stuff like that. But I do think that, like you said, I think there's definitely a greater demand for video from what I've personally yeah. seen. Um, it seems like from what you're saying, too. Now, uh, I want to clarify. Kind of, I think the post process for photo is a lot easier than video, not the actual shooting. Right, right. Matt, I should clarify that before people were like, hey, "Mad." I think the post is just easier for photo. For me, I can watch yeah. TV while I edit photos, but when you do video, you're like contradicting. You're doing audio. You're playing the same three second clip over and over. So I think that's <laughs> that's kind of the difference because, like, you know, I see a lot of photos. Like when I do weddings, especially for like video and photo, like you usually a lot of the times you tend to see. I'm very outgoing, and when I see people working, I um 
a lot of times I work with other videographers, I'm like, I just kind of like to stay in the background. That's not me right. as a videographer. Like, I, I guess I'm more of like a, a photo personality that comes to that because I'm always also involved in there and doing all this stuff with it. So I, it definitely takes, when you say like, like you do your phone, like people can, like it's possible. And I think honestly, if people want to start doing photography, they should just use their phones. As like rather than like a really really cheap camera, I don't think it's a bad idea, honestly. Especially iPhones have so many tools for it. I don't even have an iPhone, and I'm like, man, look at all these tools you have. I um, know a few phone photographers, so it's definitely a doable thing. Yeah. Uh, again, not to diminish away from anything that photographers do, because oh yeah, my god, yeah. I've seen some of the craziest photos ever. Um, but going off of that, I guess uh, at the beginning you said you started off doing some stuff for businesses, and then it kind of got you going. Uh, what? like what is your main focus now uh what do you like focus on shooting the most and what are like the different things that you shoot and how did you get into them i know it's kind of a broad question with yeah. a lot of answers but um at the moment i don't really shoot much because it's winter <laughs> sure, i tend same, to take same. i tend to take these uh a couple months to really like focus on business aspects because that's honestly so important as well sure so I, I tend to take January and February and just focus on either learning business, applying business, like anything. Um, that's Smart. kind of what I'm doing at the moment. Um, sure. But in the busy season, what is like, what's your like wake up and go shoot thing? Oh gosh. Wake up and go shoot. I always feel bad because I don't feel like I have like a wake up and go shoot thing anymore. I do feel like I mean, it's kind of become like more of a job. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I'm saying it in a sense of like, if you were to like, if you just had woke up and had like a random shoot and what is the, like, are you going to wake up and probably have like a wedding to do, or are you going to have like a portrait session or are you going to have like, what are you, like, what are you shooting more? Uh, at the moment it's definitely weddings for sure. I okay. kind of haven't really, I think with COVID obviously it's hard to make it like shoot with models and I used to like shoot just for sure. fun. I like to do more stuff with like, uh, there's like portraits with models and stuff and do some more creative stuff. I just really haven't had the resources to do so in a while. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of people I used to work with have moved, <laughs> which is always really sad. You find someone you really click with. It's like, oh yeah, we can put out this amazing content. It's going to be so cool. These photos and you'd be like, you have like, oh, you don't have to like communicate. You're just on the same vibe the entire time. And yeah. Then yeah. A month later, like, well, gone. I'm moving. I'm like, well, that was cool. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work for me. <laughs> but, uh, I like doing photo like on the go. I don't really do much. I don't do much video like on the go for like fun as much. I like doing photo for that kind of stuff. Like when I took like my last sure. vacation, I did all photo. I didn't even bother. Try. I think I did. I took video with my drone at one point, but like, I don't, they didn't really yeah. bother with photo, like video, but, um, mostly, like I said, it's a lot of, it's a lot of weddings. Um, and a lot of handful of random corporate stuff that comes my way. Uh, okay. I do a lot for a, a certain company. Um, they're like, oh, it's like a senior medical care company, and they hire me for a handful of stuff. And I do these, um, like, this short form interviews, ribbon cutting ceremonies, stuff like that, because they're opening so many locations. So I do stuff like that. Um, events. It's some. It's more stuff like that. I, I feel, and a lot of it's a lot of it's photo, sure. but like the video where a lot of my my business, my income comes from is video from weddings, though. Yeah, yeah, and that's those are usually the higher budget uh, items, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm leaning into starting a, uh, at the moment, me and a buddy are personally working on like a, a brand. We're working on a video, like a high-end production company as well. And that's kind of, that's kind of one of the things I'm also focused on right now is getting that like off the ground at the moment. For sure. And I, I think that's huge. Um, especially like, you know, being a, I being, you know, having gone to a couple of the Toledo creatives meetings, I think that's one thing that I've really taken out of it is learning to like collaborate with people. Cause mm-hmm. honestly, I've been like really bad about that. And then until I started going those, I was like, wait a minute, 
like something about going to those made me realize that like there's so much more power when you like collaborate with people. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's a really cool thing. But aside from that, what I was going to ask you is going off the wedding thing. Um, what, okay. How did you first get into shooting weddings and what did you, what have you like learned from shooting weddings? Because for oh, me at least, like, I know that's a pretty broad question. It's, it's, but, it's broad. It's just a lot. <laughs> it, it is. And it is a lot, but I think it's an important one because I was in a Facebook thread yesterday that I was uh, reading and some person made a huge drawn out post saying like, uh, and I, I could relate to it. They were saying like, when I'm shooting weddings, how do you keep up with like shooting, uh, like going to the ceremony to shooting the cocktail hour to shooting the portrait session to shooting this. And like, when I read that, I was like, dang, I can like, I've been shooting weddings for like what? four or five years now and i feel like i can relate to that i'm like geez i feel like i'm just running and running and running and it doesn't stop uh yeah. so i guess that's maybe a better way to angle the question is like how do you manage shooting weddings in general and what kind of before you answer that what kind of got you into shooting weddings because obviously you didn't just like boom there yeah <laughs> it's um i feel like weddings are kind of it's like a there's like a hard threshold to get into it really for sure um, because you either have to shoot for literally nothing to like get started or like i i don't know if i started the way most people start um i had a few friends in the area um ellen desorbo goldenwood films uh when i Mm -hmm. first started i was interested in it mostly the the beginning was like i need to make more money and i want to do this for a living like how do i do this and obviously weddings are like good money and Mm -hmm. um i'm really good with people i like I, i work really well with people i'm very like i'm very I would agree with that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but um, it seemed like a good fit. So I um, I started doing – I tried doing photo for like a family friend. Um, I didn't really have any people I knew who were already married at this point. So like there wasn't really much options for me to just like shoot my friend's weddings. Ooh, so, that's rough. Yeah. So I, I feel like I had a hard barrier to entry when it came to this. But I, mm-hmm. I second shot for probably like almost like – close to like nine months to a year with the handful of shot ellen desorbo from goldwood films has helped me out a lot she gave me a lot of my she gave me a lot of getting my feet off the ground information like this is how you do this like the basics of video because i was For also sure. like, just learning video still at the time um so it's pretty new to a lot of it so she was so helpful and then um let me ask let me pause you so you second shot for free or second shot for low or i second, i got paid because like i've been doing it for a while and i think even like no matter what you should be paid even for if sure. it's like sure. you know what i mean well, because I mean, I, the reason I ask it is because I do get people that are like, oh, hey, I'll come like, and I don't know why I say no. I'm, I should be saying yes to this, but like, I'll get people that are like, oh, can I come shoot like second shoot a wedding for free with you or something? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know why I should say yes to that, but. Uh, I mean, I always throw something at least. I just don't like, I, yeah. I value my time so much that I would just, I don't really do much for free anymore. There's a for few sure. friends that where we help out each other and it's not a big deal, but like my time is so valuable that I really try not to do that. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask even if they're offering, unless they have like no experience, but that's even what, then, that's what I'm, I, that's what I'm talking about. I feel like yeah. I wouldn't bring someone with no experience to a wedding though. Mm-hmm. They could be like a grip and they can help carry bags. They can have them monitor cameras and stuff like that. And they could teach them yeah. as I'm going, but it could yeah. be on a wedding, having someone who's just kind of there depending on the wedding it's a lot and it's an extra body because if you have two photographers two videographers it's already four people hanging around a bride and groom at all times yeah that's and, a lot you know of it's it's a lot and it's a lot for them in a day so it's like it's kind of hard to do that so i really i wouldn't hire i don't hire anyone specifically that i, I that doesn't basically already shoot weddings it's like a personal right. for me 
Mm-hmm. Um, I like to be able to have people I could just send away and be like, just go do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I trust right, them, like, right. yeah, the groom's going to do something, do that. Um, right. But I, I second shot and they paid me. It was, a, it was like a lower rate for sure. Cause I was a beginner and I'm, like, there's no, but I will, I won't complain. Obviously it was great. Right. I was stoked. Right. I was stoked to get paid too, honestly. And it was mm-hmm. such a good learning experience. And then, um, Ella, so she was a good resource. And then other Ellen who you've had on your podcast also has mm-hmm. helped me out like a ton. Um, mm-hmm. she's my favorite, my favorite source of peer review. She, yeah, <laughs> she will great. be critical. She's, she's very critical and I love it. Cause that's what people are always afraid to like, I feel like talk about some of like, just tell me what's bad about her, what you don't like. Yeah. Oh, it could be sure. an opinion too. And like, and I don't have to like take it, but like, you know, it's like good to hear. And she obviously knows what she's doing. So they both, yeah. both of them probably help me the most with weddings. It's both Ellen's. You got the, the, <laughs> <laughs> you got the Ellen duo helping yeah. you out. I still will like text other Ellen too, like Ellen Zubik a lot, just to like random questions here or there. Just some when he thought the answer was mine, sometimes like, hey Ellen, how do you think about this? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm a she's very, really got the stuff down. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of peer review. Like, I, I love peer review, and I think people need to be when people ask for like credit, like CC, people should be more honest about it. Yeah, peer review is huge, and I I think that's really interesting that you bring that up because. I don't think that this is the first time I've heard of someone starting of starting up with weddings going off second shooting and just kind of going off peer review. Usually like usually it's the typical like shot mm-hmm. a wedding for free story or shot it with for a friend for this. My price. husband, my yeah. wife did it. And I joined yeah. on. We started a team. <laughs> That's the big one. Yeah, it is. Because <laughs> the money is so good. They're just like, why would I not like join in on this? <laughs> right. <laughs> right right so that so that's cool that you got into weddings doing that so once Mm. you when did you realize what was like the turning point of like all right i second shot now all right this is the time i can do it on my own like when did that hit uh i think it was just kind of when i started getting inquiries like i started advertising i put out a couple ads trying to like get some business in and paid ads or just like calling friends uh paid ads i did a few on facebook and i don't think i think i got one wedding but I mean, I spent like maybe $150. So one wedding for $150 is like a good deal, I feel. Yeah. But I had yeah. a handful of inquiries. Basically, I, I felt I was finally at a point where I could like work a wedding by myself. Um, uh-huh. I still I still hired a second shooter and I like that I knew was experienced. So like if I had a question about anything even video related, you know, I paid sure. I paid a higher price to have someone who's experienced with me. That way, if something happened, I'd be I'd be good. Like, you know, I have so, like a, basically a backup. And like sure. someone who was more knowledgeable. So I, I made sure I, I tried paying, I tried getting people on board who were really talented. And um, I just kind of started getting inquiries. And I think having a background in photo for a few years already, like really helped. It was just more like learning the terminology of frame rates, stuff like that. And like when to use what. And because it is, it's a whole different field. But like if you do photo, you can get the composition and you can learn a lot of stuff. I, um, right. There's one person I do hire for weddings I once saw and he does photo mostly photo he rarely does video but i'll hire him because he's done photos for so years he catches everything yeah. and like i can like not worry about him being there and i'm like hey i need these shots and, like beforehand and he'll get everything throughout the day and that's honestly so much more important than getting the most creative waiting film possible is documenting everything so like right. having that background in photo already helped me out a lot i think too and that's what i've been told when i've done like given my peer reviews i'm like hey can you look this over and it's like i think just having that photo background has already really helped you like kind of get into this faster than most people would just starting a video sure sure so that made you feel more comfortable and ready to like dive in on your own sort of and take things yeah. in your own hands i was definitely really nervous my first handful of weddings too though like like yeah just, i want to like, hit- learning the schedule for a wedding day like when goes what and i've been to like maybe four weddings in my life beforehand 
So yeah. I was like, when is what? How is the day organized? And that Same. Was that's thing. what I did. <laughs> it was yeah, stressful. I want to. That's this is this is why I'm making this podcast. This is what I want to hear. Like, what what was that like? The first wedding. I want to hear this. All right. Like, oh in kind of like you don't need to like go detail by detail by detail because we could probably talk about that for like four hours right here. Oh, absolutely. But like, I'm saying like on a kind of like to dive into it a little bit. What was that like on your like first one? You're like, oh my god, wait. When is this going to happen? Oh my God, wait, this is, whoa, I need to shoot this. Hang on, but this is happening. Like, what was that like for you? So I, I, I stay very organized when I, when I do stuff like this. I have like a full sheet of everything. I have the schedule through the day. Then I have like important shots, how I shoot things. I don't think I always used to do it like that. I'm a lot more organized now, but like I I'd always had the full schedule and I made sure I was in complete contact. Like I'm not, like I said, I'm not like a background videographer. Um, uh-huh. it just, it's not my style. Some people mm-hmm. are into it and I, they, they're amazing at it. I'm, I'm just not, I'm just very interactive <laughs> and I'm very yeah. talkative. And so like, I, um, I'm always like asking what's going on. So I'm always communicating with the photographer and trying to figure out what's going on. Same. So, like, I try to make there, there's, I try to make it so there's no point in the day where I could possibly be not in the loop. Right. I right. think starting out, especially in weddings, that schedule can be kind of like, oh wow, am I going to have enough time to do this? Or is this start when? Right. What comes when? So, and especially if like, sometimes it depends on, like I said, it depends on the clients for everything. Sometimes your photographer will make the schedule and, um, that's always nice. My first wedding for photo was the most, I would never even, I don't even reference it. Cause I literally just was there with my camera just standing around. Just... <laughs> it was like, it was the only family friend like contact I had doing a wedding and I got paid. I did get paid fairly cheap for that. And that was my very first photo wedding. But I wouldn't uh-huh. really count that as the beginning of my adventure. I was really, like I said, I was just there, like taking photos. And I just documented the day, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't count it as like a full day. I don't think I had like a checklist of shots or anything. I was like, I'm here and I'm taking photos. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the first wedding video I did too. Yeah. I was just like, I'm here and there's stuff going on and I'm going to get a couple shots. And like, I don't even think I filmed a ceremony all the way through to be honest. Oh gosh. Yeah. Like, I think I might have. But I don't remember. It was, it was a train wreck. But uh, I say that. I also say that to say that, like, what have you? What have you learned now? To like, what have you like taken from doing your first wedding to now? Like, what has been like the biggest thing that's like, okay, this is this is now my thing. This is what's helped me out. Um, being when meeting a lot, of, learning the business side of things, I would say actually is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it helps you stay in your business and helps you enjoy what you do. But also I, I think it's really important to highlight expectations for both sides when you're meeting with clients. For sure. So I, I, I always try to like, I try to word it almost exactly like that. I'm like, Hey, just so we both have expectations. What are you looking for from me on the day? And then what like, what I offer as well. And like first make it's a good fit. Very, I don't think I've ever had a wedding where I'm not a good fit, honestly. Cause I, I, I mm-hmm. just feel like I usually get along with most people, but, um, if it's something that like, they're asking a lot and like, hey, the expectations you have for me are too much. I don't think I would be able to deliver this for what like you're looking at, <laughs> or you know what I mean. Or like, I feel like you want this style, and I just don't do this style, so I can't, I can't deliver that to you. I've or, had you to decline I mean? a few weddings. I've had to decline a few like that already. It's like, yeah, you got to match the expectations. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's like, really important because that like it it helps you have the clients that you want. And helps sure. you also enjoy what you're doing because you don't want to work with people you don't want to work with, you know? Right. <laughs> so I think that helps, like, and it gets you a good audience. I think that's, I think that's really important is learning the business side along with, because I, I mean, I don't know. I, it's, I don't, anyone can do photo and video at this point. It's such an accessible field. 
But when you're doing weddings specifically, you're you're really providing an experience to people, and you need to like. I, it's good to like set it out from the beginning, like, hey, this is what I can deliver. This is what I offer. I hope this is what you're interested in. If this is what you're interested in, let's move on to the next steps. And then you can right. go on with that. Because, yeah. like, anyone, like, and I know it sounds bad, and but, like, anyone can pick up a camera and do photo. Not be good, right. but, I mean, they can document the day for sure. And right. some people, like, do have a natural knack for it. But I think that's my, this is my, that's my spicy take, is that anyone can pick up a camera and document a day. But if you're going like, <laughs> to really provide an experience to a couple, you really need to know how to handle the business side, the meetings, and how to be, like, personable with people um yeah there's, there's a there's a lot into it and you have to be able to make sure like when you're saying something like i do this you have to make sure you can follow through on that because like it's, it's also good to have everything in writing and if you can't follow through on that that's such a bad look it's like oh yeah i still can do it and like there are stuff that happens it is a wedding day something goes wrong every single wedding i'm sure yeah <laughs> but um i i think it's really important to do as best as you can and have the gear you can and do whatever like i said highlight say what you have this is what i can do it's it's just such a good idea to have that business mindset when you're first talking to people so that way no one's disappointed in the end right right no i'd agree i think that's some i think that's a really good thing for people to take away from this too is like especially being like a very personable human being <laughs> to people there is clutch because oh my god just we have zero like personality and you struggle to talk to people and like mm-hmm. i'm not saying there's anything wrong because some people are just naturally like that but like at the end of the day those are the kind of people that like at the when you're going to walk away from a wedding sometimes maybe even if like you don't have the best work in the world sometimes yeah. that's what people are going to remember you for like wow this was a great person to be around he was communicating effectively with me he you know got my work in on time he was great with like my family, blah blah. They're gonna re- they're gonna remember that for sure, right? And so I think that is a that's a huge thing for sure, and that's uh, kind of something I've also taken away from shooting weddings as well. And like you said, at the end of the day, it's like they also you're gonna they're gonna see the final product too, and mm-hmm. they're gonna remember you for the overall quality of the work. And go, oh my god, this is beautiful. I need. Yeah. And they're gonna recommend they're gonna recommend you too at the end of the day. No, absolutely. Um, go ahead. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So I think has that going off of doing those, uh, and we'll we'll dive into another topic here in a sec. But has that worked out for you? Like doing that's how you get more weddings. People just been recommending you since you've done more and more. Or yeah. would you say more of your work comes from ads? Uh, I I only use ads that one time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I I. I I really believe in the power of networking. I get a lot of business, honestly, from other photographers and videographers who are just busy on those days. Or, mm-hmm. like, you know, some they feel like they can't meet that I can meet. I honestly feel like I get a lot of business that way as well. I feel like that's how I feel a lot. And, like, I'm, I think networking within your community is such a good thing to do. Cause, like you said, you never know if people have, cause people are really, some people are really busy and they have to turn down work all the time. And then it's right. like, where does that work go? <laughs> right. Well, so, that, that is a perfect segue into two questions I have for you. So, uh, the first question I have is, kind of uh kind of kind of going off the whole like community thing well actually here let me backtrack a little bit first off is this your full-time is this your full-time job or do you work yeah. another job right now full-time full-time i have a small job right now just it's winter and i have a few sure. more things i want to buy their high-end items so yeah i am just working a second job photo? extra cash uh life <laughs> oh life okay <laughs> business life um, stuff just like random bullshit okay uh so that so okay that's good to know this full time so going off of that uh you said like community is huge for you i want to uh kind of have your uh take on like the whole 
Toledo Creatives thing and how you got involved with that. And it kind of explained for those that are listening that don't know what this is or haven't listened to the other episodes uh, where people talked about it. Uh, how did you get involved with it and kind of give give us your take on it? Uh, I don't remember how I specifically heard of the first few event because I don't we didn't have a community before that. I think mm-hmm. someone just sent me a message somewhere or... I don't really remember exactly specifically where it came from, but I remember it was, I went to the very first meeting mm. and uh, I met a lot of people there. That's where I first met like a handful of people that I'm still like really close with now. Mm-hmm. And it was in uh, a buddy's, like they had a studio at the time and we were just sitting there and we kind of like, kind of talked about what we wanted from the community and kind of like how we wanted like, uh, I think it originally started as like a, a space where we could all work together and For now sure. it's become more of a, a community mindset i would say and where we try mm-hmm. to like you know everyone has a, it's like a good it's a resource for everyone to use and it's a community that helps out um, right i i showed up the first few it wasn't even toledo creatives at the time i think it was um lighthouse collective at a different name uh-huh. and um i was there for the first couple meetings of that we had a few meetups and i just kind of like like i said at the time i was doing a lot of this by myself and i would like talk to a few people on instagram but uh, this really helped me, like, a quickly get in contact with people I like knew that were in the field and like meet a lot of people and like find out like there's so many talented people here. It's it's so crazy how many for like, sure for like I know people like they talk. We get a lot. Of, we get a lot of shit living in Toledo, but like Toledo has so many creative people. It is ridiculous. It is so wild to see how many people here who are just so talented. Yeah, and especially when you meet up with everybody in person, you realize that you're like, wow, this is like a big group of people. And on top of that, too, you realize. How many people, uh, for me, another thing I've taken away from it is realizing, like, how many people are into different things, like, the like in making graphics or into, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, screenwriting or whatever their other thing is. But it's cool to, like, for me, when I'm, like, working on another gig and someone's like, oh, hey, do you know, like, this person? Like, I can, like, I have people like that in Chicago that I can, like, recommend through right. that. But what is that? Have you been in that situation before where you're like, oh my oh, god, absolutely. I knew this person from the creatives. Like, let me send them over to you. Yeah. I mean, I do this stuff all the time. Like, so we have, like, it's a lot of people who are, like, also, like, into audio production. Or, like, we have models. We have, like, anything. We have people who, like, create, like, products. We have uh, someone I know who does, like, headpieces. They have, it's everything. Oh my like, god. graphic design. It's definitely, I think, it's definitely has a lot more center. We have musicians, too. Um, we definitely see a lot more of the photo video people. I don't know if it's because it sure. there's more people doing it or if that's just because how it started mostly, but I, I mm-hmm. think they're really trying to branch out into the other aspects. But I would say it's definitely like definitely mostly a digital space with just so many varieties of people. And I've used that resource a handful of times, like video, audio, stuff, or if I need to find gear, I'm like, hey, I have a shoot in the next couple of days and my gear just doesn't work all of a sudden or I need this. Can I like borrow this from someone or rent it? And right. usually pretty or cool or like I've had audio issues and I'm fresh out of like wedding and something like happened to the audio and I'm like, Hey, I need an audio, someone to like fix this up for me. And people will right. respond like, yeah, I got you. Here you go. And I'm like, Oh, amazing. So yeah. Yeah. That's it's huge. a community that really gives back. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, you kind of just answered that, but would you say that like having this whole like community has helped your business, so to speak? And Absolutely. what would it be like without, what would it be like without this community? Do you think it'd be like much different without them or? I think so. I think I like like mm-hmm. I said. I I really trust in the process of peer review. I think it's so important because I don't. I think that's part of why I I've been told like I when I started video I progressed really fast. But I think it's because I came out and I seeked honest advice. Like very like I was like I don't care if it's even mean. Like if it's bad, just tell me it's bad. <laughs> it's it's fine if it is. I'm okay yeah. with it. I got it because yeah. you're not going to learn any other way. And I, like you can't. Right. Like, right. You know what I mean. 
Um, There's too many, people, too many nice he, people out there. That too are, many nice people. Dang it. What a shame. Too many. Everyone should just be mean. Come on, guys. I think guys. most people who give, like, peer review advice are, they'll usually say, like, things that might not be even bad. Well, people will say, like, well, this might, this part may just be my opinion, but, like, you know, and they, like, people have different styles, too, and you gotta, like, you know who sure. your audience is, and, like, I, I just think that's such a good process, and I would have not been able to progress as fast as I would without that, like, community mm-hmm. to do that. And um, also just a resource for like, hey, like even like I've gotten gigs there. Some people are like, hey, I got a wedding. I can't shoot. Can someone shoot this for me or whatever? Something happened or I'm have someone who's available. It's so, like there's jobs sometimes posted on there. Um, it's anything. Like it's, it's now, pretty cool. Now I'm going to ask you something. This is kind of a, a reach for a question. But uh, if you didn't, let's say that hypothetically this community did not exist at all. Because uh, I know a lot of people in different places don't have like a easy, uh, easily accessible community like yeah. the Toledo Creatives. What would you hypothetically do in order to like have other people's opinions or to like join with other creatives and get their input? Like, how would you go about like reaching out or how would you find these people or what what would you do in this situation? I think would have like I mean I found a few people before that like the creatives were a thing like through like just like Instagram and stuff. Like, but Instagram, it's never, I okay. wasn't, but I wasn't like as close to these people. Like it was kind of, uh-huh. there's a few people like I met and we'd like hang out a couple times. That would kind of be it. But, um, it was never as like, I feel like, I don't know. Not as like a deep of a connection. I feel right. It's not as, like, right. It's yeah. I feel like that's kind of how I would have done it. I don't think I'd be in the same place for sure. I think I would have, it would have taken me longer to get to the skill level where I'm at for sure. Um, like I said, I've gotten business off of, like that too. And so like, I don't have gotten less money coming through. I, it's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I guess to kind of change topics a little bit. So, uh, we talked, we kind of talked about weddings a little bit, uh, talked about you shooting some like corporate stuff, uh, outside of like work things. What, if you were to like right now, just get up, go outside, go shoot something. Like what would you, what would you just be shooting for fun or what kind of, would you do outside of work stuff or is it the same stuff right now? I'd love to travel a little more. Like if <laughs> I had the choice, I'd love to just travel somewhere like, like just get some like cool landscapes and just kind of really experience nature, get some really cool composed like shots. I would love to do more creative stuff. I'm currently in the process of trying to find a different like creative outlet. Uh huh. But I think if I could choose anything right now, I'd love to just do more traveling for sure. I mean, you could you could you could drop the podcast that you're gonna be doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the next thing right now. I'm working on that. I don't have a name for it yet. That's the big one. That's the biggest decision I'm gonna make this entire thing. Is what am I gonna name it? <laughs> um, <laughs> mine just came. Mine just came out because I couldn't think of a name, and I was like, ah, oh, it's all good. And then I like was like, wait, there's a name right there. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm currently right now. I'm in the process of setting up a podcast. Um, mm-hmm. it's just going to be for the local community. Um, mm-hmm. mostly people in the Midwest area, most likely. And it's just going to be interviewing people of all kinds of different, like kind of creative backgrounds. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I'll probably, the first few will be more or less like photo and video just cause it's what I'm used to while I'm like testing the waters out, but I want right. it to be open to everyone. Like I would love to like talk to screenwriters. I'd love to talk to like actors who, who design set interior designers, stuff like that. I think we're like really cool. Like people who like really help out on a different scale and have a different creative field that you don't really get to hear from. Right. Um, and I, you kind of create a community on like online mm-hmm. within a podcast essentially. Yeah. I really want to, it, it's the podcast. I, the way I like to explain it is it's, it's not about me. It's about, the guest it's about mm-hmm. learning them as a person and what they do and why they want to do what they do and how they do it 
Right, so. right, and, and that's and that's kind of what what my platform's about too is like kind mm-hmm. of covering like what other people uh, do because I think I think it's really interesting. I think it varies. I don't think everyone has the same story. I think everyone's story is a little bit different. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting to hear how people kind of come up about their thing. Um, and then as far as like uh, photo, as far as like photo stuff goes, is there like anything else that you like that you want to share that you've like you know you've thought oh this has been a cool part of my like career or this has been something that changed stuff for me or this has been like you get what i'm trying to say um i don't really know i really liked i i like doing photo because i like in the beginning i worked with like a lot of like like i would just go out and do portraits of people i like mm-hmm. just local models and I, I really like like i like i said i'm really social and i like talking to people and i think that was like a really cool experience to, like get me into starting this because i was like i liked working with people and i like talking to people and like People will feel, I, I think if I have like a skill when it comes to this stuff is I, I'm very friendly and people tend to be very comfortable around me. And that gives me sure. an opportunity to like get good photos and videos of people. Um, like my wedding videos, especially ever. Like I, I, one of the ones I shot last time, they sent me a little card afterwards. It was very sweet. And it was like, oh, thank you so much. Awesome. Like, I, I can't believe how awkward I didn't look. I appreciate you so much because people <laughs> get really nervous about that. And I, like, you know, they, they don't do get photos. Most people, I feel like when you like work with them, it's like, when was the last time I had photos? I'm like, oh, when I was a senior in high school. I'm like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's good that I can provide something that makes people like enjoy the moment. And I, I think just shooting around, just having fun in the beginning and not worrying about making money in the beginning was a really good thing. And kind of just be able to like flex and just kind of experiment. Whether it was good or not on my end, debatable. <laughs> but but what, I had fun. <laughs> what, is your, what is your business name? Daniel Shadler Media cool cool yeah no i and i i agree with that um i and again i, I just have you drop your name I, mean, I don't know if people out here are listening from toledo that want to check out your stuff uh they you know you can let them know at the end where they can check you out but uh kind of going off of that too uh what do you what have you been editing your work in and what do you find to be like the most uh kind of not successful the most like the the best editing software i guess I mean, I use Adobe for everything right now. Uh-huh. Um, I use Lightroom Premiere Pro and Photoshop when I do more just extreme stuff. I feel like I only really use Photoshop for mostly creative stuff um, anymore. But it's mostly Lightroom. And then I'm my goal for this year is to start using DaVinci. Um, okay, yeah. It's a big, that's going to be a big too. move for me. Because I want to like, it's it's such a more powerful platform that I feel like I want to use that. And I'm going to start learning that probably within a month is my goal to start like really getting into that. I didn't want to learn it last year when I was busy with weddings. So I'm not going to start <laughs> learning a wedding film, yeah. learning a new software. Um, <laughs> but that's my goal is to learn that because it's such a more powerful experience, especially when it comes like color grading. I'm like, I oh my God, yeah. That. It's such a, it's such a process. It's so hard. <laughs> so how did you learn? How did you first learn, uh, editing software? Cause some people are, some people learn it. I mean, like myself, I just kind of was just plugging around one day. I had a couple of friends that used it and I was like, and then I like did not do something one day. So I texted a friend. I was like, Hey, how did you do this? Can you show me? And I think we like hopped on a zoom call and he showed me in like 20 minutes or something. And then, yeah, the rest of it was just me clicking around and then I, I may have watched one YouTube video between all that, but I kind of was more self-taught to be honest with yeah. editing. But what was your experience like uh, learning? How did you first learn it? YouTube Academy. <laughs> YouTube <laughs> all the way. It's, it's really just a free resource. It's I think being able to research is such an important thing. Having all that available. I, I, I think once you grasp kind of the basics of a skill, you can learn how to do anything in 30 minutes and, 
this day and age. Like, I, I think uh-huh. you can really to pick up any, like, if I have a basic photo experience, I can learn to basically, if I have the equipment and the gear, and I'm at least somewhat familiar with them, I can pretty much, I'm guaranteed I can learn anything almost in, like, 30 minutes for the most part. <laughs> I'm not saying I can start gooting, like, graphic right. design in 30 minutes or that I can do, like, special effects in 30 Absolutely. minutes. Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? If I need to have a certain shot, I can learn it within that time frame. Well, is there anything else about like your business or anything else about like photo that you wanted to drop or anything you wanted to talk about before I uh, head to the advice part? Oh, um, not particularly. I feel like I've been pretty open with a lot of stuff. Uh, I think it's good. Uh, I think we head right to the advice part. I think I'm good with that. Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess, do you have any, what would be your little one sentence or I guess a couple sentences of advice to someone who is at ground zero, like the day, the same day you were at before you even picked up a camera? Um, do your research, obviously. Um, practice and shoot a lot. Like, even if it's like just going out to shoot, that's how I started. I would just go out by myself and just start shooting stuff by myself, like just randomly. Um, like what? Like- what did you go shoot? I would literally just go to, like, the beach at night and take a photo of the beach at night just to, like, learn how to do settings. Like, to learn manual exposure. Like, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd really learn your basics and then, like, kind of get involved in a community in some way or another. Like I said, peer review is so great. If you're pretty honest, people's like, hey, like, I'm just starting out. I would love your advice on this. Such an easy thing. Mm-hmm. People will most likely give you the time of day just to, like, look over your stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Most people, I I don't think anyone that I know at least personally would. No, like, I can't do that. No. No. Maybe. Like, I don't think anyone I know would do that. Um, but I think that I think like getting a community, having resources like friends, you can, I mean, there's always like Facebook groups too. I post in Facebook groups all the time. So about random stuff, like all the time, just random. What are some Facebook groups? Drop, drop some of the names of them. Like what Facebook groups? Um, build and bloom is like a pretty popular, like photo one that I like first started in. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm in a few other wedding ones, like how to film weddings podcast. I'm in a, I'm in a law Facebook group, I think it's just called Law Talk that helps like with the business and like like lawyer stuff. It's not it's not lawyer advice, but it's definitely like more business specific advice. They're not giving <laughs> away advice strictly free. from lawyers. They're not yeah, they're not giving away lawyer advice for free, but it is a community where like, hey, I I feel like this might be weird differently, or I'm in this unique situation. Like, what was like you're kind of like, how would you walk through this? And people are usually pretty helpful. Um, I think right. those are great. You can check even like Reddit. I never really use Reddit too much, but even like Reddit always has like good sources for stuff too. And people people aren't never trying to sell you stuff or anything, so I think it's always really good. Right, right. So it kind of comes back to community. I think that's mm-hmm. I, honestly, I think that's really good advice. Yeah. Uh, I wish I think that's something I wish I had known when I first started this yeah. too. I just kind of started shooting one thing and then I ran with it and then it kind of worked out but i think i could have yeah. you know got myself a lot more ground had i known that to start out with mm-hmm. um community guys trust me I, I run away from community sometimes <laughs> and it's not good so go take advantage of community and find that community um but yeah hey before i let you go uh any socials or anything that you want to drop feel free to drop it uh, where can they find you all my socials are daniel shadler uh you drop a thing maybe blue i don't know it's s-h-a-d-l-e-r uh my mm-hmm. website's daniel shadler media um mm-hmm. i have that podcast coming up soon that's gonna be it's gonna be a big thing i name's still undecided so i can't plug it specifically yet but that's gonna be really cool i'm really excited to get that the name up. undecided podcast name there undecided podcast Got it for you. So we're getting that <laughs> as a man a, a white man uh close to the end of my 20s uh, <laughs> it's, it's basically my destiny so i'm really just trying to embrace it as best as i can <laughs> 
that's about all I got, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hey, you know what? Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, yeah, appreciate you, dude. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hell yeah, plus later. Thanks for having me, man. All right, talk to you later. All right, bye. bye.